Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm super excited because today we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, I believe I'm correct in saying this is our first time ever repeat um, (laughs) guest. (laughs) I've done like a two-parter before, but never a repeat guest. So today we have Kai back with us. Uh, Welcome, Kai. Thanks for actually inspiring this idea, which we'll get into. But yeah, of course, fun to have you for having me on. I'm sorry. I'm like talking over you. Yeah, super excited to be back. Awesome. Okay. So the reason that we're doing this is we definitely talked about in our last episode together, how you have been such a pivotal part of Wink Club. um, And we've been doing a lot of stuff together in there. And so you also I don't think we really got into this, but you head up the book club within Wink Club. And so can you talk about the summer book club challenge you've initiated? Yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited to talk about book club. I am a big book nerd. It's probably where I get all of my little facts from that I'm well known for. So uh, for the summer, we're going to do like an inspired by a middle school reading challenge, but with like a little twist. So if you were that kid that was motivated in the summer to read as many books as possible so you could win like a little private pizza. That's kind of the vibe that we have going on. It's also because we know that summer is like a little bit like harder for us to find times that work for everyone to meet. So we're still going to have regular meetings, but we wanted to find a way to like help people stay engaged with the book club, even if you couldn't like come to our monthly meetings. So what we're doing is we're having a reading challenge. Whoever reads the most books will win like a little care package that has like some fun stickers that are both like child free and also like book nerd based. And hopefully we'll be like sending out a book as well to whoever wins, whoever reads the most books. So it's not the most pages. So even if you're somebody who's like, oh, like I can't read really long books, but I can read a lot of short books. This is the challenge for you. But the um, twist to it is that we're reading romance novels. That's like kind of the fun part. The inspiration behind that is we're hoping to like encourage people just to read really fun books, to read books that they think like, you know, that like might get labeled like not serious or like not important or like, oh, I I need to only be reading to like educate myself or to like make myself a better person in some ways. So in the spirit of summer, we're like diving into this totally no judgment, pure pleasure space of like reading romance novels. I love it. And that takes me back to when I was a kid and my library would do, um, you'd get a t-shirt for like submitting whatever book count. And I had so many of those t-shirts. I totally forgot about that until this conversation. That does not surprise me. (laughs) Yeah, I think my hope is if we get like a lot of participation, I ordered a lot of extra stickers. So I'm hoping that everyone who participates will get something like fun in the mail, either like a little sticker or like a bookmark or something. So not a personalized pizza, not a t-shirt, but something fun. Yeah. My like inner child is really happy right now. So why romance novels? Yeah. So romance novels are something that I'm very passionate about talking about. I, as a human, like really eschewed romance for probably like the first 20 years of my reading life. I saw them as like 
one like super weird like I remember being in middle school and like people like finding the romance section at the library and me being like oh like what are these books like these are like the weird covers not into it and then as I like developed my identity as like a reader and a writer and like a really serious smart person I was like romance novels are not for me I like don't find them interesting like whatever a million different excuses And then as I got into writing the novel that I'm working on, which is like really heavy, like it's heavy, it's like talking about really like dark things. I was like, I need something that is like easy and light and like fun to read. I like my writing centers around sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need something that is like nice and pleasant to read. And something was in the ether because one of my favorite podcasters at the same time. So this was a couple of years ago, the same time I started writing my manuscript started making a podcast about romance novels and how she thinks that they're amazing. So it's this podcast called hot and bothered by Vanessa Zoltan. And the pitch is essentially that writing a romance novel, like saved her life. Like it brought her out of this like very dark time. And so I got interested in romance novels from hearing this podcaster talk about them. And her pitch is like now my pitch, which is romance novels are like fundamentally important for us to read. Like they are fundamentally important for us to like, especially as women, to focus on things that like make us happy, to focus on the importance of our pleasure, to focus on the importance of like good love stories and the importance Mm -hmm. of like belief in a happy ending. And so all romance novels to qualify as being a romance novel, they have to have two things. They just have to be focused on love as the central storyline and they have to have a happy ending. And so when you're reading them, it's like this beautiful promise that like no matter what's happening, the drama, like the sadness of the main character, like maybe they're like breaking up and getting back together or you're like watching someone go from like being like the grumpy neighbor next door to like being an emotionally opened person. The promise is that like there will be a happy ending. No matter how sad it is, there will be a happy ending. So I think they're this like really, really important like work within like like novels of like teaching people that like happiness is a positive outcome. And when we invest in reading romance novels and seeing them as important things to read, the internal message that we're giving ourselves is that like happiness is important in the end, that like it's worth having a happy ending. And we don't just have to like read about like dramatic and sad things all day. Like we can read about happy things and like that can be important. So I'm so excited to do this project with Wink Club. I'm so excited too. And it's kind of funny, like my intro to romance novels was accidental. (laughs) So like to back up and I was thinking about this before we sat down to record just today and I was like I don't know where all my prejudice came from but like I remember going growing up we would go to like a secondhand store a lot and even now like you'll see those racks of like Danielle Steele and I think in my head it was kind of like if an author can put out so many books they're not quality or -hmm. there's something wrong here so it was like I wouldn't even go near anything like that plus I don't know with my upbringing like we couldn't watch a lot of things. So like, we couldn't watch soap operas. I think Friends was even too taboo for my mom. Like, so yeah, there was like a lot of things restricted. And so I always put like romance novels. I mean, not that I still like adhere to (laughs) (laughs) like not watching Friends. Friends (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. But the reason the way I I started reading was actually just within the last six months, someone had was like going 
off about this book and they were like, it's so good. And they didn't say that it was necessarily a romance novel. And I was like, oh, that sounds really intriguing. So I like got the book. I read it. It was um, a Colleen Hoover book. And then I was like, oh my gosh, why haven't I been reading this stuff? It's so fun. I've always thought of myself as a slow reader, but then like, I was like, I was just devouring these books. So then I went down like a a Colleen Hoover rabbit hole for a little bit and read a bunch of her other books. And so now I'm like super, this is like such good timing in my own, like very selfishly, (laughs) my (laughs) own like timeline, because now I'm like excited to explore romance novels and excited to like branch out and find other authors and yeah. Excited yeah, to have you as a I guide love for that. that. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I love also that you say that this is a selfish thing for you because this is like totally coming from a place of selfishness for me. I'm like, I am reading all these romance novels. I need to like get other people in on <laughs> in on this. So it's like, let's make Wink Book Club do it. It's so interesting. This was something that I wanted to talk about that you like brought up this like idea of like, you know, like they look cheap and they're like in like stacks and stacks, like the the prejudice that we hold against romance novels. Yeah. And it's fascinating when you dive into the publishing industry and like what is going on with that, because so romance novels out of any fiction genre sell the most. They are the highest earning fiction genre of any fiction and they prop up the publishing industry. Like if we didn't have romance wow. novels publishing houses would not be able to afford to publish these books that we think of as like the important serious books. Like it is all because romance novels exist and who buys romance novels? Women. And who are the main characters of romance novels? Women. And who writes romance novels? Women. And so it's like Mm -hmm. one of those things that this is like, you know, kind of like the insidiousness of the patriarchy that like it makes sense that this genre that is by women for women centers the stories of women centers the pleasures of women is like women who are consuming it is kind of pushed to this like back burner and that we get this like ick feeling about it like that we're like oh like something's wrong with that I used to think that it was the cheapness of it which the cheapness of it is actually great because it makes it affordable. Like all the fact that romance novels come out in paperback first for the most part is great because we can buy them for like $12 instead of $30. Yeah. Um, But like, it's, I think also this idea that like books by women aren't serious and books about women aren't serious and stories about women aren't serious. And so we get this like, you know, insidious creeping, like those books aren't, if I'm smart, I'm not reading those books. If I'm like doing things that are good, I'm not reading those books. And actually, as you're describing, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun to just, like, get, like, lost in these, like, like um uh, the first romance novel that I read a couple of months ago was called Love in a Time of Serial Killers by Alicia Thompson. And I just, like, sat down and, like, read it in, like, like 12 hours, <laughs> like, on my couch. And it was the feeling that I used to have when I was a kid, right? Like, when I first discovered reading and I was like, I love this so much. I love getting lost in this world. But it was with that, like in an adult lens, like through like things I'm interested in now, like serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it's, it's great. Like, it's really great to like have this opportunity to rediscover this like absorbing, like get lost in it reading and in a way to like kind of combat some of like the toxic culture that is around us that say like women's stories aren't important and women's pleasure isn't important. Right. Yeah, that's huge. And that's so interesting. Like, 
it's sort of like this invisible like support like you were describing the publishing industry and how these are actually propping it up but like I would never have guessed that like it's wild it's like a multi-billion dollar industry that just is like pushed to the side as like not important and anyone can do it and it's easy and I will say like I'm a very serious writer I have attempted to write a romance novel before it is in fact not easy (laughs) so (laughs) yeah props to anyone out there who is like just like grinding out all these like romance books yeah yeah that's super cool yeah (laughs) Cool. Well, I thought that for this podcast, since I am the leader of book club, that we would flip the format a little bit. And instead of like you interviewing me, I would interview you a little bit. We've gotten into some of the things we want to talk about already with like what your relationship to romance novels are. But before we like pop into like the fun, really fun thing we're going to do, which is I'm going to make you take a quiz. (laughs) Do you have anything to say about your relationship to romance in general? Ooh, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's interesting in the context of this conversation. It's like also just in general, it's something I kind of like sweep to the side, like because I think it doesn't fit like, I don't know, I'm trying to be to like always be growing, evolving. And like, so a lot of my I guess right now or throughout my life, my focus has been more in like self-development in other areas of like, am I a good person? And like, am I, you know, like sorting through my own like trauma of the past and therapy and like those things, you know, it's like I'm doing the work and like the romance is fun, like even in in books, in life. And it like just gets pushed to the side because mm-hmm. like I have too much other stuff to like get sorted before that can be a priority or something. I mean, I'm married and like <laughs> <laughs> there is romance in my life. But like, yeah, it's it's just like, again, something that it feels like dismissed a lot. Yeah, that's so interesting, especially like I'm thinking about our conversation through like the child free lens. And you would think like from an outside perspective, you would think like, oh, like if you're child free, like you're going on dates with your partner and you're like, you have all this space for things like you have yeah. space for romance. And yeah, just like hearing you talk about it, it's like, oh, no, like this is something that like we're working on, too. Like that child free people also are like, oh, I don't know, like I'm not reading romance novels. I'm reading <laughs> like Atomic Habits. Yes. And loving it. Like, I love that book. Yeah. But it is this, like, lens of self-improvement instead of this lens of, like, what if I just, like, did something that was, like, really fun? Yeah. Do you think that Summer Book Club Challenge might inspire you to get a little more romantic? (laughs) Um, definitely. (laughs) Um, well, August, so the the book club challenge is going to be June, July, and August, and August is National Romance Month. So Ooh. maybe we'll have a follow-up where you can like tell us, like maybe this can be like a, like your summer project is like romance reading and like actual romance. <laughs> <laughs> the Anna confessionals. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> I like okay. it. So I'm going to now, uh, if you are listening and you're like, man, I don't know where to start reading romance. We have like a lot of suggestions in book club. You can like head over to the link club on Mighty Networks if you're not there already. And we have been dropping suggestions of like books that we love that are romance novels. But you can also take a quiz. There are many online 
And I found one that I'm going to give to Anna to see what her next romance novel should be. So Anna, are you ready for this quiz? I am so ready. (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. So I'm going to read the questions and Anna's going to answer. But in this quiz, there are photos. And so I'm going to describe them for listeners and for Anna so you can pick along with us in your head. So the first question is, what is your ideal first date? Racing go-karts, attending an extravagant ball, going for a sunset sale, going to the local bookstore and having them pay for the books, (laughs) or attending a fancy brunch? Oh, this is hard. There are two that stand out to me, which is the bookstore and sunset sale. I'm going to go sunset sale. Okay. Love it. Love a good (laughs) sunset sale. (laughs) Okay. What are you wearing on the date? And I'm going to describe these photos. So the first one is a super short floral dress, like very, very short with like a big poofy bottom and long sleeves. Okay. It's blue and white. The second is an actual wedding dress. <laughs> you know, for your first date. That's not intense at all. Yeah. <laughs> the third is like a, like a 90s grunge, like really short skirt and like denim jacket with like a black band tee. The third is like a uh, jeans and white top, but then like a beige coat that you're like holding in a very like romantic (laughs) posed way. And then the last is a like like vertical pinstripe dress and a very large sun hat. (laughs) Well, honestly, probably none of those, (laughs) but I'm going to go with the first one. (laughs) Nice. I like it. That's a good first date outfit, especially like for the boat. Like this is like very on like that's what you would wear in a boat. (laughs) Okay. So what's your favorite romance trope? Opposites attract friends to lovers, faded mates, second chance romance or workplace romance. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to go second chance romance. Okay. I, this is like one of my favorite things about the romance genre is the tropes. Like, I think it's one of the reasons people think it's so like trite, but it's so nice. Like, just like silly to like be like, oh, like friends to lovers or like enemies to lovers. It's so fun. (laughs) Okay. So next is my ideal partner is known for being, and then you fill in the blank, intelligent, adventurous, witty, charming, or mysterious. Adventurous. Nice. Is Grant adventurous? Lovely. (laughs) I think that's one of the things that attracted me to him. Yes. Yeah. That would have been bad if you were like, actually, no, (laughs) he's my, he's my husband, but he is not my ideal mate. (laughs) Sorry for putting you on the spot, Grant. Okay, who is your favorite romance couple? Loretta and Alan from The Lost City, Ali and Noah from The Notebook, Lucy and Joshua from The Hating Game, Baby and Johnny from Dirty Dancing, Sally and Harry from When Sally Met Harry. I'm going to go Sally and Harry. Your face was like, oh, Sally and Harry. (laughs) (laughs) I did this earlier and I picked picked Ali and Noah. I love love The Notebook. Yeah. Okay, I love romances with a marriage of convenience, slow burn, forced proximity, secret pining, or great banter. Ooh, 
is there an all of the above? <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we're doing this, I'm like going through mostly my favorite rom-coms because yeah. I feel like I watch a lot more rom-coms than read romance novels in the past. And I'm like, I love A Marriage of Convenience. I love The Proposal. Like that movie is so oh, funny. This is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like for each of them, I'm trying to think like, so definitely for like A Marriage of Convenience, it makes me think about The Proposal. Slow Burn, that's like kind of the notebook maybe because I like together, but then it takes like a really long time for them to get back together. Force proximity. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Secret pining. Um, I also don't know. Or great banter. Love in other words, which is one of my favorite romance novels by Christina Lauren, which is like a best friend couple that writes romance novels together so like one of their first names is christina and one of their first names is uh lauren and so they're christina lauren they wrote this novel called love in other words and the couple and it has really great banter so that's that's what that one makes me think of but i think as a reader i'm gonna go great banter for great banter yeah that makes sense in a book that you like want the like want the silly good convo happening yeah okay so you have to pick one an enigmatic bad boy, the strong and loyal charmer, the sweet and soft cinnamon roll, <laughs> the recluse with a heart of gold, and the handsome grump. I'm gonna go bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask if that reminds you of Grant. <laughs> okay, this is another picture one. Where should your romance be set? So the first one is like, an actual like English manor castle with like huge gardens and like big fountains. The second one is a marina with boats. <laughs> <laughs> the third one is it looks like New York City, like at sunset. So like this very beautiful shot of a large city. The fourth one is like a, a coastal highway, like a big mm. open ocean with a highway next to it. And then the last one is also a castle, but it's like in the woods and like kind of like hidden. Ooh, I think I'm going to go coastal highway. Nice. It's very beautiful. <laughs> and it would be good for your boat ride. You can like yeah. drive the highway <laughs> and then stop at the end to get on a boat. <laughs> okay. Where are you meeting your soulmate? This is another uh, pictures one. So the first is at a wedding where like everyone's like giving toast. The second one is a dive bar. Like the photo is almost black and it's just like alcohol. The third is a very large ballroom with a grand piano in it, but no one there. Like just like a ballroom <laughs> with a piano. Uh, the fourth is a beautiful library, like floor to ceiling books, like Beauty and the Beast style library. And the fifth is, it looks like a Denny's, like a 24 hour diner. <laughs> so either um, extremely fancy or like Denny's or a bar. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to go with the Denny's, the diner. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I have a I have a really good friend who met her husband at like a diner. We were getting coffee and she like came in super excited and she was like, oh, like last night I was like at this fast casual restaurant that was close to our apartment. And she was like, and this man like walked by me to go to the bathroom and he left a note on my table and on the note, it said, like, I think you're really pretty, but, like, I don't want to hassle you if you don't want to talk to me. Like, when I come back from the bathroom, if you want to talk, let me know. Ooh. And she was like, and he was, like, really cute. So when he came out of the bathroom, I was like, hey. 
and they're they're like they have a child they like live and they're like happily ever after shout out to you raven i will like send you this podcast so you can know i'm talking about you your little (laughs) love story but so denny's is a good pick it is the land of romance apparently (laughs) i love that that you pick that anna no (laughs) the fancy ones were too formal for me yeah it was more like a process of elimination but also grant and i do really love food so i guess there is that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that makes sense i'm always down for a good restaurant i love that you were like not a ballroom not a library (laughs) so what's your love language is the next question so acts of service words of affirmation physical touch, receiving gifts, or quality time? Physical touch. Okay. Easy. (laughs) Okay. Which one describes you best? I thrive when I get to be creative. I always put those I love before myself. I am fiercely independent because of my past. (laughs) I'm always seeking out new adventures. I have a strong passion for fashion. (laughs) I'm going to go with seeking new adventures. Nice. I was like really waiting for you to be like, I have a strong passion for fashion. <laughs> like I want to read all of the romance novels about fashion. <laughs> okay. You ready? Ready. So your results um, is you should read Garrett's Destiny by Rebecca Zanetti. So it says your adventurous spirit yearns for an exciting romance. Recently, Garrett has an agonizing nightmare of his fated mate being in danger He isn't sure who or where she is, but he can't rest until he finds her. However, when fate finally puts her in his path, something menacing is determined to rip them apart. You're up for a fun and wild ride. And the tropes are force mates and force proximity. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and it's a very sexy cover of a shirtless man. (laughs) Well, I will read and report back. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Please do let us know like how, how Garrett's destiny was. I feel like that was very, uh, like very surprising result. Cause it's like, like, seems like a little like fantasy, like he's having a dream about her and it doesn't involve any boats. So <laughs> I'm a little thrown too that the male, the main character sounds like it's a, a man. Yeah. Wasn't expecting yeah. that. You're like, okay, Anna, you need to read a book about a man having a dream about a woman and saving her. <laughs> Just like literally everything against what I've been pitching for romance novels of like, they're so female centric. It's like, but what if you read one about a man? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that is like really the crux of what we came on here to talk about. Now that we've gone through this like romance adventures, do you have any final, final thoughts on romance? I am just like, I'm here for the ride. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm super excited too. But there's already like been quite a good, like, a lot of good recommendations uh going into the like page and yeah. I'm very excited to I was like on my library app this morning being like I'm just gonna like check this one out and check this one out oh that's awesome yes <laughs> cool so for anyone listening what are the details on summer book club challenge and how do people participate great so um, you can participate by joining Wink, and then we have our own page within the Wink Club. It's just called Book Club. The summer challenge is going to run from June, July, and August. 
when you join Wink, you'll get access to a spreadsheet and then you'll just like make your own little page in the spreadsheet and track the books that you're reading. And then after August is over, we'll tally them up, see who read the most books, and then we'll like send off the care package and also hopefully be sending out some like little goodies to everyone. Like I found this like really cute sticker that says my bloodline ends with me, which is both (laughs) like a child free trope and a romance novel trope. So hopefully we'll get a lot of things like that sent out. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, super fun. I'm really excited for it. And everyone has access to everybody else's tabs. So you'll even be able to see like, oh, this person's reading the same thing as me or like, oh, that book looks good. Or this person said like, don't read this book after they finished it. So it's kind of just like keeping that like recommendation review community alive for us for the next couple of months. And then each month we'll still have a community book that we'll read together and have a meeting so our June book is called, I even brought it with me so I could show Ooh. it. It's called The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. And it is a um, romance novel about a woman who is ghostwriting. Like she is a ghostwriter for a famous romance novelist. It's a very meta romance book. <laughs> and she has to go home for a funeral. And her new editor shows up at like the funeral home, but he is a ghost. And so <laughs> it's like a like ghost ghosty romance novel. Um, it got a lot of good reviews. It was in the Good Morning America book club. I am like 25% into it and it's pretty good so far. So I'm excited to see where it goes. So we'll be meeting to discuss that on July 11th at 2 p.m. And then our July book is going to be The Book Lovers by Colleen Hoover. Have you Have you read it? I haven't read that one. Okay, so it was recommended by one of our members. And the reason we're reading it is that the main characters are child free. So this is like our like child free romance book is in July book lovers by Colleen Hoover. Really, really excited to read it. And to have a book that's like specifically a child free romance. That's awesome. Yeah. And then our August book is going to be Community Choice. So we haven't announced it yet, but like once we get this going and kind of see like what people are recommending and what books people really love, we'll pick out an August choice, uh, like a Community Choice book for August. This is so fun. Yeah. Awesome. I'm super excited for it. And Book Lovers will be our first like explicitly child-free book and book club. So it'll be yeah. really fun to like dip our toes into that water. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Awesome. Well, we definitely hope that anyone listening to this who isn't part of book club will join us and delve into romance novels. Also, if it's not currently a genre you read, come join us. And Yeah, yeah. There's been like such fun recommendations. Somebody was just recommending like, like mangas. We're like going to have recommendations for like graphic novels that are romance novels. So really anything that's like, we want to make this like entry point to the romance novel genre super easy because we know that there is so much resistance to it and that we have all these like internalized ideas about it and we just want to have fun together so come come join us yay awesome thank you so much kai for putting this together and like so thoughtfully too like really appreciate it and i'm super excited to partake with my garrett something book (laughs) garrett's destiny (laughs) garrett's destiny (laughs) thanks so much for having me on again anna it's always so fun Absolutely. The pleasure is mine and can't wait to have you back. All right. We'll catch you next time. 
A quick correction to this episode. Book Lovers is actually written by Emily Henry rather than Colleen Hoover.